0: Hello and welcome to the London Coronavirus Podcast, the original and I believe still the only daily podcast on the coronavirus content market. And every day on the pod, we do seek to provide a bit of positivity, practical tips, whilst of course, bowing to what is just a completely surreal and scary global event. And I've got to say, though, on the pod today, it was a pod plated with gold, in my opinion. We had X-Factor star Chico gracing us with his presence. We had an audio postcard from Paris. We had, in my opinion, James, one of the most powerful pieces of advice we've had on the London Coronavirus podcast so far, Mm. and uh, and lots more besides. But none of that compares to the man across the mic from me, but far more than two metres away, (laughs) Mr James Ware. James, got to say, mate, that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I really particularly enjoyed today's pod, Dave. And I'm feeling many metres away from you in the best sense, I'm pleased to confirm, by the magic (laughs) of technology. But also very close after sharing all of that together. And I feel I can't hold this up Any further, it's going to be Chico time in no time. Oh, we've got
0: Chico and so much more, James. We're here every day, don't forget, on the London Coronavirus podcast. Enjoy the pod. James mate, London is in lockdown. That's where we're at, with the exception of buying food and going for a run. That is it. And listen. I'd be lying if I said it didn't get me a little bit down last night because to be honest, there's very few things in the entire world that give me as much pleasure as just like pottering around London and that's now gone. But I have to say, it was the most beautiful spring morning in the capital. There was a big, big blue sky overhead today. And I went for a run around the park and it was actually lovely just seeing some smiles and little nods of the head from strangers, which is pretty rare, to be honest, in in this sprawling metropolis that we call home. So that was my Tuesday takeaway, really, James. How, How was your day, mate?
1: If I had to describe my Tuesday in one word, Dave, I'd probably choose fresh. I went okay. out for my one allotted walk a day following <laughs> the new rules last night and I couldn't believe it. I was just next to Buckingham Palace in Green Park and it smelt like being in the countryside. It was like going into a fragrance shop and being given a sampler of spring. <laughs> and that's after only a couple of days. I mean, with the news and the statistics, We have to look harder and harder for silver linings, but that in central London certainly seems to be one already. And compared to yesterday, when I know we were both really feeling that Monday mood of the first day of the first full week, where we're all really facing this as Londoners and Brits, I really today felt far more in the flow of it, like I'm settling in to this kind of new life we're all embarking on together down a stream where we don't quite know where it's going. But what (laughs) I found really strange is there is the odd reminder of the new life. However much I try and adapt my routine around the different hot drinks I have at different times of day and feeling like that is giving me some kind of normal life, there are just the odd reminders of these little things from the former life, which is on pause for the time being. I particularly found that when I was making breakfast this morning, I opened the cupboard and the peanut butter jar had an ad on it for a big competition. Win tickets to the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which Mm. then this afternoon in the news has been postponed by a year. Again, I was washing my hands on using some soap. I was delighted to find the other day. And on the soap, it says... 50% off admission to the UK's leading theme parks, which wouldn't be much of a discount right now. So simultaneously settling into the weird flow of this new life, but also just the odd little reminder of how things were not very long ago, which is uncanny. I'm feeling like these things are almost instant time capsules of a bygone era right now.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating, mate, because I was just thinking about there's so much, you know, on Instagram, I, tra- I follow quite a few travel accounts, right? And they're literally advertising a world and a lifestyle that, that simply doesn't exist anymore, right? At least temporarily, I'm sure everything will seep back in, but we don't know if and when. So it is fascinating to see these, like you say, these time capsules that are just staring you right in the, uh, in the, in the face. And yeah, there's an odd kind of present and past tense thing going on at the moment, but uh, that's where we're at.
1: Yeah, and one of the things we've been saying consistently over the past week since we started London Coronavirus Podcast, Dave, has been how weird ours and everyone's experience of time has been over that time frame. I mean, it doesn't feel like a week. It feels like many moons, not just many months since we were embarking on this podcast project and so much has happened since then that really we are living in a completely different city and a completely different world to when we first hit the record button a week ago. So I know many other people were struggling to keep track of time too and it seemed only sensible that we needed to bring everyone back up to a common time. So we managed to get our very own talking clock to remind you what time it is. And it's not just anyone was up to this job, Dave. Only the best of the best, the creme of the quarantine creme, would do. And so over to Chico to get us all back on the same time zone. <laughs>
2: beautiful people it's Chico here I know everybody's going crazy with this coronavirus but have no fear because Chico is here I've got a solution to this uh, problem especially with parents I know you're probably pulling your hair out or you're just about to commit murder but hey as I said what I want you to do from now on is join me on Chico it's Chico time um, Facebook page I'll be doing my block fit which is uh, dance combat hit yoga meditation there'll be inspirational talks and it will be positive mental attitude motivations as well including my who breath which is all to do with the breathing etc but for the parents please when you wake up make sure you stay away from your phones or any news so you don't start on the wrong foot keep it positive the first thing you do have breakfast have some uh, training with your kids and do a to-do list. Create tasks throughout the day so you feel good about yourself and you feel like you're in short uh, uh, achieving stuff. All right, guys, we're all now about the coronavirus. Stay in, stay safe. Wash your hands and save lives. Y'all know what time it is. It's your time to shine, or is it Chico time?
0: Well, James, that was that was Chico, and for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, that is a man, James, who's had a hit number one single in the uk charts that is no mean feat is it and i've got to say there was a lot of good to take from that as well i thought it was, you know i i can't talk about parenting but definitely not reading the news first thing in the morning would strike me as pretty sensible advice to anyone who wants to start their day in a very good you know kind of solid frame of mind so it was great it was great to hear from him and uh yeah chico time what could you say
2: Corona.
1: So already I've been inundated with isolation inspiration. Yesterday it was former Brazilian football star Ronaldinho in Paraguayan prison grinning his face off on his 40th birthday and today I thought I had one nailed down this morning when I was actually talking to Dave about the show today and I went on my Instagram and one of my favourite trainers at a local gym when it open as normal was doing a live streamed home class and I joined in and he's there doing weights and then doing his legs overweights with champagne bottles (laughs) he had four champagne bottles and was using these as anyone would just plates in the gym and I was like that was maybe the most iconic home workout scene I've seen so far on the internet. There have been a lot out there. So Jay Brown, who is continuing to do some of these home workouts throughout the quarantine period, was absolutely nailed on for my isolation inspiration of the day. But then a story came along that much like Chico knocked Madonna off the UK number one spot in 2006, had to knock even Jay off my isolation inspiration number one spot today. Because we've been saying that a real key for the timing is making do with what we have, isn't it? Dave was also using his cans of different food for weights. Yesterday we were hearing about people baking without scales in living the quorum dream but this takes making do with what you have to a whole whole new level. This takes it stratospheric <laughs> because there's news coming out of the UK today that the wife of an amputee made him a prosthetic leg from items in their shed when he was told that he was going to have to wait months for an NHS appointment. <laughs> so Mr. Walton's wife, at Chari decided he couldn't wait and made a leg using a bucket, fiberglass resin and wood. And there's a photo of him here going for his allotted walk a day and, the most inspiring one walk a day you're ever going to see this. There's a stroller going with that. And I have to say, I've done a little bit of improvising myself cooking wise recently. And my efforts have been a lot more shorty than this. That is a well crafted leg. And they've been joking that it's akin to something that Long John Silver would wear, yeah, yeah. but it's getting the job for the time being. And... I'm sorry but we're all gonna have our little moments of frustration our little dips where we dip temporarily down towards the dumps hopefully not to Mm. remain to shoot back up but I think when we do we can think of people like that and realize that if they can improvise and make do for the time being in the name of the greater good then for us it's it's really easy work, isn't it? Yeah, then?
0: I think it's a fantastic story. And listen, we'll put the images up on uh, on our Instagram account at London CV Podcast. But it just. I mean, you know, factoring a prosthetic leg like that. I mean, I know the established phrase, James, is, is lemons and lemonade. But I think you might even have to reframe it entirely. It's lemons and legs now. Like, it's so inspiring that someone's gone to that extent and they've just been like, this is the situation, spade a spade time, let's work with what we've got. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Every time that any of us complain about uh it's something that's happened, and, and we can only all live in our own worlds, of course. But yeah, it is important to remember that that other people are in far worse situations, and they're just cracking on. So next up, we've got the section of the podcast where we get an expert. A professional, someone who can really offer some genuine advice during this incredibly difficult time for everyone in London, the UK and around the globe. And today we've got my cousin Camilla Simpson, who's a psychotherapist. And there's an awful lot about mental health in the media at the moment, James, and absolutely rightly so, because we're all locked indoors and that brings a lot of challenges. But I just have to say, if you listen to anything about mental health today make it these two minutes and I know a lot of people listen to podcasts while flicking through their Instagram feed or cooking or doing whatever but if you can just listen to these two minutes it is for me some of the best advice neatly packaged and condensed into practical tips and you know who knows James if if you listen to it and, and and you might just save someone so yeah without further ado here is Camilla Simpson.
3: My name is Camilla Simpson, and I'm a psychotherapist specialising in the treatment of addiction and mental health disorders. I'd say that for many people, this is a battle of the mind. Our thoughts are connected to our feelings and also our behaviour. We experience on average about 40,000 thoughts a day, so it's really important to keep your mental health as optimum as possible during these times. We are already starting to see how people are responding to the crisis and thereby affecting their mental health. Some people are retreating and staying quiet, so they're not responding to text messages or phone calls and staying very quiet on social media. For these people who are less likely to contact someone for a chat, the emphasis is on the rest of us to check in with them. Thankfully, we live in a technological age where doing this takes a few seconds. Remind them that you're thinking of them and that you're there for them, and they'll really appreciate this, even if you can't see them face to face. There's a lot of anxiety and fear in the air these days, and this is presenting itself in very subtle ways. I expect to see an increase in this as time goes on. A little bit like the coronavirus curve, there will be an increase before it settles. Most people at this stage are doing what I would call fixing their feelings, finding ways to cope with negative emotions. More than ever, people are turning to alcohol, sugar, the internet, the news, or even drugs to cope. Unfortunately, this can and will have very negative consequences if it continues. So watch your habits and stay accountable. This is super important. Try and be as honest as you can about how you're feeling and what's happening for you. I have seen others who are seeing this as a huge opportunity for self-development. I know several people who have created a COVID to-do list, which is huge, full of items from learning a new language to dusting the curtain rails. And this is a natural human tendency to want to control a situation which can feel very much out of control. However, we have to treat this as a marathon, not a sprint. Any type of change to human behavior, virus or not, takes a huge amount of effort. So unless you're naturally self-disciplined, then it's tough and possibly unlikely. We have to be kind to ourselves. I have to be realistic that by the end of lockdown and when this is all over, I'm probably not going to be trilingual. As long as I can focus on what's important day by day, I'll be okay. And the things which are important are staying at home and washing my hands universally our brain health is more important than ever and the best thing we can do for that is to stay hydrated and as fit as healthy as we can try and make that first drink of the day a glass of water try and exercise get that vitamin d in and go for a walk be really mindful of what you're focusing on there's a natural inclination to be fascinated by the horrors of all this and that can be quite addictive be aware of how much time you're dwelling on bad news and whether or not that's actually doing you any good We all have a 24-hour window day by day to make this into an opportunity rather than a curse. But the onus is on us to create that change. Nobody is going to come and do that for us. It usually takes about three months to turn a fad into a permanent habit. So stick with them and you will create newer positive neurological changes in your brain chemistry. Stay focused, stay connected and see you on the other side.
0: So that was Camilla James and, wow, there was an awful lot to take away from that. Just one thing that really struck home for me is how easy it is to be fascinated by kind of morbid news. And, of course, we should... Be aware of what's going on and how we can react positively to that. But even like a, a few days ago, James, I was watching, you know, like so much going on the BBC news site. I'm just watching so much content, and it's so unnecessary. And now I've kind of I'm in a place where it's just you sending me news stories about prosthetic legs, and that's it's a little bit lighter, it's a little bit better. But listen, I think there was some amazing stuff in there, and uh, yeah, Camilla also did say to me that if anyone is struggling, then by all means contact myself or James, and we will put you in contact with her immediately. So there's that. But yeah, James. Uh, There was a lot of good stuff in there, mate. Oh,
1: there was so much wisdom in there, Dave. It's like the opposite of when I get the can opener out and crack into one of my prized cans of long-life beans right now. And so that people can digest that more in their own time so that they can share it with people who they think might get some use out of it and get some value from it, we're going to share that on our Instagram, which is Podcast. In the Instagram TV, there. So people would just be able to listen to what she had to say there. But I think what was really interesting across that and Chico's clip, and I never thought I was going to be comparing what Chico and a qualified psychiatrist had to say, but really is valuable right now for all of us, I think, is being mindful of how we consume news and how we consume media. I certainly find that makes a huge difference to me when I wake up in the morning, if I turn my phone right on and immediately bombarded with the updates and what people are going through in the news. Or if I give myself that first time in the morning to meditate, have a glass of water, and then sort of approach the day, I find that really impacts my day firsthand. And I can see how beneficial that is. And I thought also, some of her most valuable words for me too were just to be kind to yourself and that that requires a lot of balance, that it's like we need these tasks to do to motivate us to get us through this, but also not expecting us all to become people who can speak eight languages, juggle, are ready for the Olympics now their next summer, you know, the, being realistic with these things. And I think the clear thing we're seeing right now is the kinder we can be to ourselves, the easier it is for us to extend that to others and reach out to those we might not have heard from, like she says, or, or those who, who need some help right now. And that really does start with us. And I think the way that she framed that and some practical ways of doing that can really, really make a difference to people over the coming months. London,
0: Okay, next up on the London Coronavirus podcast, we've got our feature, Living the Quarantine. These are, of course, your anecdotes, your tales, your admissions uh, and confessions from what you do when you're in your own home. And today we've got uh, a very good friend of mine, Mr. Ollie Wilson. We spent a big chunk of the last 12 months in Argentina uh, working on South American football. And Ollie developed a bit of a, a fascination in a particular football club, which resulted, therefore, in quite an interesting purchase. I'll let let Mr. Wilson take it away. He's a good guy. He's a kind man. Listen to what he's got to say.
4: This really is living the Quarren dream. Um, There's a bit of a backstory to it, so I'll be very brief with it, but... Basically, last year I was covering the Copa Sudamericana final and semi-finals and knockout stages, and I fell in love with a team from Ecuador, uh, based in Quito, high up in the mountains, called Independiente del Valle. They played wonderful football. They went all the way to the final, and they ended up winning the competition. It was their first major trophy on the continental stage. They're a really small club, but they have this great history to them about you know bringing through great Ecuadorian players, all young Ecuadorian players, and having a decent talent. Uh, coming through but they also had more importantly a fantastic away kit bright bright pink away shirt with loads of sponsors all over it big kfc logo on the back just just looked phenomenal they had a, a great performance in the semi-final and the final wearing it winning the competition as i say and since last year i've wanted this shirt really been looking high and low for it in south america uh, search Buenos Aires, couldn't find it. Ask people who we were working with who were out in Quito at certain points if they could look for it. They couldn't find it. Nobody else could find it at all. So in the last few days, with a lot more time on my hands, I've been hunting around the Internet quite a bit. And amazingly, and I did this before and it never cropped up, but amazingly, I've been able to find and buy the bright pink Independiente del Valle shirt, which has both sentimental meaning to it and it's just a fantastic shirt in general. That is just another part of living the Quorum dream.
1: Wow, I enjoyed how niche that one was. And also... Right at the end, that just sparked an idea, Dave, which was Ollie has usefully used this extra time to scour even the darkest nooks and crannies of the world wide web to track down this shirt. But if you have a Quarren dream, which you're finding harder to live, maybe you don't have a solution to it, then we'd love for you to get in touch here at London Coronavirus Podcast. And we would like to help your quarantine dreams come true. So if there's something that you'd like to make happen during quarantine, but you're finding impractical, then maybe we can be like a matchmaking service for dreams unlocked in people right now. We could kind of swipe right on those and try and bring them together. So let us know. You can find us on Instagram, at Podcast. If you have any quarantine dreams that we might be able to help make come true. And I think Ollie is very much not alone in that he's ordering something super niche because now that we can't go shopping, right, all non essential stores are closing, the only way of people getting their kind of retail therapy fix is to take that online and with deliveries, now these liven up the routine, mean that people could get things that they actually need. And I think all delivery drivers, I'm fascinated by the delivery industry right now, which I never thought I'd say, but all delivery drivers have instantly become like Santa Claus, especially if they're doing the contact-free delivery. Then they are basically like auditioning for the role. They're coming, they're leaving something and they're getting out before you see them. Like Santa Claus, if he needs to recruit, he's getting some serious immersive job interviews here as delivery people go about their daily business. But I've already heard of some very niche delivery items A friend of my girlfriend is living in France right now and they've got the really severe lockdown rules as we're going to be hearing later in the show in our global update from Paris. And she is craving, her quarantine craving is chili flakes. So my girlfriend has got this stash of packs of chili flakes and it's posting those to her, which I think is a pretty niche quarantine delivery yeah. to be making happen right now. I wonder how many times in the history of the postal service they've delivered packs of chili flakes internationally between England and France. I'd love to see the statistics on that from the <laughs> National Postal Museum. And I actually had a weird run in with this this morning because a friend of mine, Emma, to is organizing and this was a really thoughtful idea so shout out to her she was organizing for a big group of our friendship circle we have one friend who works as a doctor in the NHS is on the front line of all of this and obviously you know just putting in the most unbelievable really unimaginable shift right now as well as risking her own health and life to be helping people like so many people for the nhs are and so imma had the really lovely idea that we could order her a group flower subscription and that she'd be getting flowers every two weeks delivered to her doorstep to come home to and everyone chipped in on that so i thought that was a really beautiful idea and i was sending her my juice to contribute towards this and was just checking the amount was like okay perfect i'm transferring you now this morning And then she sent me this screenshot from her phone and was like, wow, didn't realise that you were delivering it in person. And immediately after I'd sent this message, she got a notification on her phone saying, your DPD delivery driver, James, will be arriving between 10.45 and (laughs) 11.50. And obviously it was just a really classic coincidence. But then it actually got me thinking... That like right now, normally, the personal touch is the most thoughtful thing you can do, right? To go and do something in person, especially in our digital social media age, is like the ultimate expression of thoughtfulness care. And it, it really struck me that there's been a complete inversion of that, right? The personal touch is absolutely a no-go zone right now <laughs> and if anything the opposite is true right the most thoughtful thing that any of us can do right now is to go for the impersonal touch in fact to make everything as impersonal in a physical sense as we possibly can <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a bizarre paradigm. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's absolutely true, James. Uh, that, that's completely bizarre. So she got a message on her phone saying a delivery had just arrived from James at the same time that you sent money through into her account.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of Jameses out there delivering <laughs> and making money, move, Clearly, we're not keeping quiet in quarantine.
0: Right, next up, we have the part of the podcast where we invite someone into the coronavirus confession booth we let you relieve yourself of your sins it's a safe place it's a place of no judgment it's a place where James and myself will listen and we will respond but but listen it is a very very safe place indeed feel free as tony did uh, yesterday to give a false name <laughs> a false place we can even blur your audio a little bit if required But today, James, it is going to be myself. If you'll just jar the door open for the confession booth, I will walk in and I will confess. Hi, my name is David. I'm 33. I live in London and this is my coronavirus confession. Today, I went for an accidental second walk. Don't shoot me, James. Don't shoot me. Let, 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 let me let me just explain. Okay. So, Obviously, we're, we're only allowed to go for one walk a day in London at the moment. Uh, and I did go for my walk in the morning. So I'd kind of filled that quota like I was walked out, I'd done it. But then I thought, well, I, c- I can also go for a run. So I went for a run. And uh, the park near where I live in London is pretty big, actually. It's the kind of 10K all the way around. And about 7K in, I was really feeling it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to stop. And that, that was any other <laughs> at any other time period. That's absolutely fine. I'm not too harsh on myself. Fine. It was a nice day. I'll just walk the rest. But then I just found myself walking for another three kilometers, James. And I realized that there I was. I was that was a second walk. That was an unallocated, unacceptable, illegal second walk. So that is my coronavirus confession. And just be gentle with me, mate.
1: Dave, the bunker yeah. booth is always open to you. I want to make that perfectly clear with no exceptions. I have to say, you've become something of a coronavirus confession regular recently. You're getting a few <laughs> stamps on your loyalty card. There's a,
0: there's a lot of Hail Marys, i, I got
1: to say. But... Look, we can't get stamps on any coffee loyalty cards at the moment. So I guess a sense of loyalty to something that you can visit every day is maybe mentally helpful as a replacement in your routine. And I'm happy to support you in that way, as well as you getting confessions off your chest. I have to say that I don't think you're going to be the only jogger who embarks on a run only to realise that they haven't quite got the distance in the tank. I mean, right now, is like the world's greatest running conversion program. Like you said (laughs) earlier in the pod, if you don't pick up jogging now, then you never need to order yourself a pair of running shoes, whatever. Like, just don't even (laughs) fool yourself because if you don't do it now, you're never doing it. And I think there are definitely going to be lots of people who go out, want to maximize that time outside and end up pulling up a little bit short. So I think you won't be the only one having to confess the accidental nature of your second walk in that way. I also reckon that I get why the rules are one a day and that makes sense. They want to minimise all the social interactions and it's incredibly important that we all do that. It does seem like there's something a little bit arbitrary there because the importance is minimising the social interactions, right? And if you can Mm. go for a run where you're not coming anywhere near within two metres of people, and then you went on another run where the same thing happened, I don't really see how you're in any way doing anything wrong, even though I can see that they're very keen to make it super clear to people as was required after last week, that we have to minimize any chance of that when we go outside. I can see why that's made it one a day, but otherwise I'd say that I think there's some real room for forgiveness for that beyond just your example. (laughs) So, the podcast is London-focused, and we're mainly keeping abreast of developments and how it's all feeling here. But we do cast our net further afield at one point in the show for our global update. And today, it felt only right that as day one of London lockdown, we should seek some experience device. I've always been told that when you're new to something you should seek out somebody with more experience than you and so a fitting lockdown mentor seemed to be my cousin today's accidentally become a cousin special dave in paris (laughs) where they've been living a very severe lockdown life for a lot longer so here's what paris had to offer london today
3: London Paris here we're already about nine days in so we have a few tips don't take up jogging we all know you don't do it the rest of the year buy booze lots of it preferably things that can be stored make lots of cocktails clap for your nurses clap for your cashiers we all open our windows at 8 o'clock and everybody claps at least we know what time it is. if you have to work from home get dressed be nice to each other. Don't buy any more Lou Roll. Bye for now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. That was really, really good, James. I really liked how your cousin became the city of Paris. Like, I was all in. I was invested, and it is great because these these are such uncharted territories that uh, get to look at a country as you say like france is about a week or so ahead of us in terms of their lockdown situation so yeah some really some really good little advice and uh, yeah i also have some some family and friends in paris and, and i hope things are okay there because they are as you say it is pretty pretty tight lockdown in in france yeah i
1: feel i need to particularly take on board the advice from our big lockdown sibling there, our older lockdown sibling Paris. I feel like I need to take on board the advice about not working in your pyjamas. I feel like getting dressed for work in the morning for me has become putting on boxers underneath my pyjamas, and I don't think that's acceptable (laughs) as this becomes a longer-term life experience. Appreciate the cocktails too. I think some quarantine cocktails are due. And we mentioned this in passing yesterday, Dave, but there is a campaign at the moment for there to be a clap for our carers across the UK at March 26th so on thursday at 8 p.m so that's the first public time we're going to be following in the footsteps of some other countries and applauding everyone who's making the biggest sacrifice for us right now now it's the time in the pod when we wrap things up with a warm cup of kindness yes it's that time it's coronavirus kindness and two stories out of I have to say what's becoming an ever broadening circle of kind acts which This situation is bringing out in people, but two stories really stood out for me today. The first was two young florists in Buckinghamshire who donated all their leftover flowers, as they had to close down with the new regulations, to a retirement home. They dropped in to give a retirement home residents a whole backlog of Mother's Day flowers that they didn't manage to sell. And that would be inspiring enough in itself. But I found this story even more moving because they'd actually only opened their business three weeks ago. So this must be a particularly tough pill to swallow, the timing of that. And I thought about that a few days ago too, just with something else that if you just opened a new business and are fully invested in that, the timing of this is completely beyond your control and it's put the brakes on people in the biggest way. So I thought that it was extra inspirational that they were still finding
0: kindness in that, yeah. No, I I just couldn't agree with that more. When I read that story and you sent it to me, that was it as well. I mean, they're 21 and 23-year-old sisters and the courage to go out there and start your own thing. And then as you say, like they're they're not alone. There's so many people that have spent, what, five years planning to build up a business. Mm. And then they finally got to this moment where they've got the energy, the timings right, the money to put everything in place. And like you say, something that you can't, you can't blame yourself and you can't you can't account for something as random as this that's just a once in a century event so yeah fair play to those two girls and uh yeah it, that's a fantastic coronavirus kind of story the way we wrap up every podcast on London Coronavirus Podcast is with a quote. And hopefully that quote will just offer a little bit of something. And we, we spoke a lot and it's definitely been a big part of kind of London social media and London news recently that this lockdown that's come into force and was kind of being drip fed in the days prior to it has resulted in a lot of people kind of social shaming certain people for being outside. And whilst absolutely we should stick to the government guidelines and it's imperative that we do to ease pressure on the NHS, I would also say that if you do see people outside and you instantly think they shouldn't be outside just Take a moment to think of all the the million reasons why they might be outside. They might be escaping something inside that was that was absolutely they had to that they had to get outside for you know loneliness or depression or isolation or anything like that. There's a there's an awful lot of reasons why someone would be outside. So uh, my, my quote, and I very rarely James Ware quote the Bible. I don't consider myself a particularly Ooh. religious person. But uh, one of these- maybe you're
1: getting more religious <laughs> from all those confessions, <laughs> Dave. It's all that time
0: in the confessions, peep. <laughs> It's, it's possible, but I would say not probable. But uh, yeah, just one of the uh, one of the commandments, really. I think, which is which is always a good one to to take into consideration, and it is this: Thou shall not judge.